Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.
There we go. Okay. Welcome to movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, we're actually going to be reviewing Zack Snyder's Justice League. This movie does not really need any introduction. We've been wanting to see this Justice League movie for a while now, and now the, now we actually have it. With me, I have my good friend Charlie with me, and then I also have Tamika with me. So hello to everybody. Hello. And I have to say this. The first five minutes and everything for this movie was just fantastic. The Joss Whedon edition that they did got that sour taste out of my mouth. It actually felt different. It felt like a really well put together movie within the first five minutes of this movie. This is something that I was hoping that it would be different. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's different. It, whenever people say that it's going to be different, normally they just mean, oh, we're just going to put like little cuts here and there and call it a director's cut. No. This really does feel like it's a fresh take. This really does feel like Zack Snyder's fingertips is on the film. And I actually love the introduction into the mother boxes. I really liked how they gave us the groundwork and the history of the mother boxes of that of that scene and everything alone and how this world is actually connected into it. And then when Steppenwolf shows up, though, too, gives us a background on that. They didn't really do that much with the Joss Whedon edition or anything like that. Whenever it came down to the mother boxes, didn't really give us that much of a background on it. So it was just good to see a fresh take on it. What about you guys? Did you guys like the opening scenes and stuff like that? You, oh, you can go ahead, Charlie. Okay. Um, Yeah. Like the first five minutes, I just knew it was a whole different tonal switch from the, the travesty that was the Josh Whedon version. Like the Josh Whedon version was very rushed, very forced, very badly shot. Like, seriously, do you not like you've done the event, you did the Avengers movie with no problem. What was the problem doing this one? Like, like the Avengers movie didn't have the final battle all red screens. Like you can't see what is going on. Very grainy. Like you didn't do that. The Avengers. What made what made you want to ruin this movie for the for the for people? But yeah, you know, I, I like the first five minutes. I knew the total switch. Like I knew instantly. Like oh, okay, because I remember in the 2017 one they focused a lot on the Wonder Woman, and then they did that whole like little thing like her starting out talking and then her motivation and her like, and then celebrating her, which was really weird for a team up movie, like to focus on her. This one, they started out with yeah, like, recapping what happened, just happened, what, uh, what viewers just watched. Superman died, which was that, I mean, like, and then it's how everything, like there's like a rapture, rupture effect ever since Superman died. That's what brought the boxes. And then it goes right into, Bruce Wayne going to recruit Aquaman, which didn't happen to like the second part of the movie. So you're going right into that. And then I also like the fact that they took out some of those unwanted jokes that were in the first one. Like, so, like when he's when Batman's like, so and he talked to fish, like they, they took that one out and it goes right into like him talking with um, Aquaman. And then he's like, you dress like a bat man you crazy or whatever it's like so the dialogue seemed a little bit changed which, right. which I, I like that and then um and the awesome we got we got to see a lot more of the william defoe william defoe character in this version than we did the 2017 version because the first time he's i don't think he was even in the 2017 version no. uh -uh. um like they gave him more scenes because the only the only time we saw him was in the aquaman movie itself um so you get to see him with long hair like <laughs> so like I, said, I thought the opening was 
upgrade. Like I knew uh, we're gonna. T- it was a big tonal switch, and I was like that. That I've had. So this is the real version of where we're supposed to get, and that that, that kind of made me like get rid of the uh, after the aftertaste of that terrible movie. <laughs> yes, yes, Charlie, exactly. <laughs> but I guess my the only thing that kind of annoyed me was when you know Batman and Aquaman was talking, and then Aquaman went into the sea, and then you had these women singing. Right. Wow. I was like, what is are they sirens? Is I don't I was like, why are they singing? And then, it was, like that, that. And then it was that awkward cut to like um Superman's mom and I was like, Okay, that's weird transition. <laughs> All right. I'm just gonna power through this. But yeah, like like Charlie said, you could see um I, all throughout the movie I could see that what Snyder did was he filled in a lot of the gaps or a lot of the gaps were filled in because it was like we just got like an afterthought of a movie for the 2017 and then for this cut we got the whole picture you know it was more well-rounded and I could see some of the the scenes from 2017 mesh in with the this Snyder cut scene so it can be more cohesive I think for me that that's the word of the day for me is is cohesive. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to agree with you about the whole entire thing where they're singing elfish or they're singing. Yeah, I think they were trying to make it where he was pretty much like the king of the sea and everything. And also, too, if you notice, though, every single character had their own theme song and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I they were just trying to make a theme song up for him, but mm-hmm. it was just very forced with that part. That's only a small little nitpick thing, nothing that I can actually say that took me out of the movie. Then, of course, you know, it cuts into Clark, Clark and Clark Kent's mom and everything with the struggle with the farm mm-hmm. and things like that, which I didn't mind seeing that because I like the fact that it's showing, you know, repercussions after the at the aftermath after Clark has been dead for so long. Mm-hmm. And also too, Lois is actually going through some things. And then of course we actually have it where uh supposed to be Martha going in to see Lois and talking to her and having a heart to heart about Clark. And that actually made me feel like, okay, they're having some great bonding time together to try and help her get back to where she was at the Daily Planet. Then, of course, we find out that's actually Martian Manhunter. And I actually like the fact that it was like a good twist with Martian Manhunter. I liked mm-hmm. seeing Martian Manhunter in it. I also feel like if Joss would have actually put Martian Manhunter in this, it would be cameo after cameo of nothing mm-hmm. but um, Martian Manhunter or whoever. With this, he was only in it for two scenes, and that was it. It wasn't forced with cameos. It was like, hey, you want to know who else is in this universe? Marshall Manhunter's in this universe. We have Marshall Manhunter in this universe, and that was it. He was in two scenes. I was perfectly happy with him being in two scenes. I liked the buildup between Lois and supposedly um, Martha as well. But also, too, I also liked how, like Charlie mentioned before with the mother boxes, about how once Clark died... And everything. That's when the mother boxes came back to life, and I liked how they actually did that. I thought that actually explained everything well. And also, too, I also liked how it went into um, 
Lex, how all of a sudden Dark Side started corrupting his mind during that time period where he was resurrecting the boxes and everything from the very first one, if you remember, from uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And him, clip. Him, him in the blood. And mm-hmm. that's when the FBI agents found him or the SWAT guys. They found him sitting in the blood, like dealing with Stephen Wolf or whatever, with him with the boxes. Yeah. yeah. I definitely love that because now we actually know why he was kind of wacko. Um, yeah. And Batman versus Superman, why he was talking the way he was talking with the dialogue. So now we actually have some connectivity with it. And like you said, it's cohesive. So it actually connects it well together. Mm-hmm. But. What did you guys think about some of that stuff? Um, I I think I heard on one of the YouTube shows, um, they were saying it it didn't really get into the motivation of Steppenwolf to Dark Side, but you can kind of get a sense of what was going on. Like he betrayed Dark Side, so he wants to make amends. But I, I don't know that that show or that particular person wanted them to come out and say you betrayed dark side because you stole his girl or something. I don't know if they wanted something like that, but you could kind of read into something happened and he needs to make amends. Hey Luke, hey, how Luke. you doing? <laughs> Where's your father? <laughs> oh no, that was a terrible joke. But um. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We'll bounce back from that. Thank you. Thank you. I, <laughs> did like, uh, I did like the transitions added to this movie because it seemed, like I said, for the Josh Wien one, it felt rushed. Like again, uh-huh. for the sequence when they're dealing with the Batman, like dealing with Super, the reawakening of Superman, how Batman is suddenly brought Lois Lane out there, like like how Batman knew instantly was Lois Lane. This one, it didn't seem. Force because she she knew instantly like she was like she was like she was she was there then she was looking up in the sky and saw him because um, originally the the original plan I think was either the next movie or so um, was they were gonna find out that Lois Lane slept with uh, with Bruce Wayne and no. she's pregnant scandal hence, hence the uh, yeah. there was a pregnancy test that when yep. she opened up the drawer oh, yeah. the I test. That. but mm-hmm. I think they told. John, like uh, Zack Snyder, not to put this scene in there because the implicit thing, but I think because that was the whole thing. Because in the next, the next few movies or whatever, like the, the whole nightmare scene is Superman asked Bruce Wayne to help protect Lois Lane. Batman doesn't, hence the the skeleton that Batman's holding in from from that like from the the, the nightmare like vision from um, from Cyborg. He's like uh, Superman's just a distraught because the skeleton is Lois Lane, and that's why Darkseid puts his hand on the back of Superman. And that's why Superman gets all pissed off. So I think, I think, like I said, they were trying to tie it back to the sequence where Barry's like, um, like when, like when he runs in from Batman, Superman, and tell Bruce Wayne, Bruce, Lois is the key, mm-hmm. all that kinds of stuff. So then right. that's Batman like, again. That this is what his plan for the next two Justice League movies, but. I don't think those that story is going to pu- happen in a sense because I mean I don't think because I think there's stuff in there that he wanted to do but the studio told him don't add any more things for the new movie <laughs> like, he did those there's the nightmare one at the end and then he did the Martian Manhunter showing up at the end um, oh. if he did the sequels I think there would be a little bit different 
because I don't think, like I said, I don't think the studio, I think the studio wants a happy ending <laughs> in a sense. Um, but the whole, like this, like, cause I think just from what we just saw there, I think it was hard to tell Bruce, like if Bruce Wayne actually slept with Lois Lane, cause I don't think that happened in this version we got. No. Because it didn't like, cause I, that's why I don't think they incorporate. I think the pregnancy test was really, I think she, like she could be pregnant, but I think it's Superman's kid. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what I'm thinking though, to be honest with you. Um, this is what Luke said too, real quick. It would have been an interesting story. It's tough to look yeah. away from the comparison to Endgame with Justice League doing time travel as well, but I don't know. It would, could have been cool. And this is what he said. No, it's Clark's child. I figured and, that. Yeah. Because I'm thinking that they're he was trying to incorporate uh, Superboy at some time, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also thinking too, he's thinking of injustice with this plot. Because it's setting up for injustice. Because we actually have the regime. Then we not only that, I forgot what the other um, one that they actually call it, but there's the regime, and then there's the other one, other side though too, which is also why we're probably going to get a Deathstroke versus Batman movie, which never happened because the studios, uh, after the flops and everything, they decided not to do it. But I wanted to see Batman and also to Deathstroke go head to head, especially if you look at. Joe Meganello on how tall he is and the reach he has and how tall Ben Affleck is. Yeah. That would have been a monster fight. I wanted to yeah. see that fight so badly. That would have been for the solo Batman movie, the, the yep. one before Ben Affleck dropped dropped out of. But we could still potentially get that in the sense of the Flash, the Flash oh, movie. Yeah. Paradox. Yeah, because they right. uh they because the ironies they cast it like they, they found Barry Allen's mom, but Billy Kudrup dropped out as his dad. Right. So he's gone. Okay. But another yeah. thing I want to talk about too is I love what they did with Cyborg. They gave him oh, yeah. more layers to his character. Yeah. They made him feel more like the into the Justice League than what Joss did. Because yeah. don't forget, there was a lot of controversy with the actor that played Cyborg and everything too. But there, there's a whole lot of stuff going on between Joss and him. But oh, wow. you can definitely tell though that he was behind behind in the shadows in the very first Justice League movie. This time, Zach puts him out in front and center, gives him the layers, gives us the emotional depth to that character, made us care about that character. Also, too, you gave us connectivity with his father and everything about how he wanted to save his son's life. And then, all of a, and then you know, basically, Cyborg just wanted to die. He didn't want to be alive or anything like that. That was his... That, because he felt like his father took that away from him to be with his mom. Yeah. And also, too, that was no, no normal life for him. And then also, I liked how he was able to hack into the bank account and then give it to this one woman who yeah. was actually struggling. And he does something nice and generous and everything with his powers and trying to adapt into, his, into who he is, trying to find himself again. Mm -hmm. And for a quick glimpse, you can tell that he's actually trying to fit in with society. He's actually trying to interact with people just like diane said to him whenever she said hey i want you to meet me over here at this street and she does and she, i liked how she said i once didn't care about being with anyone or anything like that especially after the loss of my of my boyfriend but after a while it gets better and she said if you didn't want to be around people you wouldn't have asked me to come here 
Mm. So I think that was in the original that. one, though. I think that whole line was yeah, in the original Josh Whedon one. Was, it um, was, but it didn't have much meaning to it because they didn't give us enough to actually care about. So it yeah. felt to me was yeah. meaningless in the first yeah. one. Yeah. This actually had growth to it to where I can actually understand where he's coming from. And that's what made me care about Cyborg even more. And also, too, like I mentioned, with each character had its own theme song. I thought the theme song for his character was really good out on the football field mm. and everything, too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like you said. I, I do like that they gave more depth to um, Cyborg. Because mm -hmm. um, if you think about it, he, too, is a key to the mother boxes because right. he was formed out of it. You know, so for them to, in the first Justice League, to wipe all that out, I could see how confusing it was to me because I was like, okay, Cyborg, okay, and he can hack in, okay, good. You know, but the scene where uh, they all were standing around the table and they were coming up with the plan to bring Superman back, that put everything together for me. Because I was like, what are they doing in the Justice League 2017? I was like, what are they doing? Okay, why are they in Superman's ship? Why are they bringing him back? I don't, you know, I was just so confused. And for them to, for him to put that scene in, or reshot it or whatever he did, it made sense because they were coming mm -hmm. up with a plan. Like, okay, this is the plan. Mm -hmm. This is how Superman coming back is what we need. Right, because they don't have anybody right now with big superpowers or anything like that that can take down Steppenwolf. They're overpowered yeah. right now. So they needed a plan. Don't forget, you had two people from Justice League that went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Steppenwolf and lost. You had Aquaman in round one that's why what I'm calling it. I'm saying, talking about round one with him. Then you have the Amazonians who lost against Steppenwolf. And then also, too, Diana lost against Steppenwolf as well. So you have two characters that lost in round one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I got my ass kicked in the first round. We need someone that's actually going to be more powerful than what we are together. And we need to be united together. And then also, too, I liked how they were talking about, oh, we need to go on ahead and go on on separate ways. I'm thinking to myself, no, you guys don't. That's what Steppenwolf wants. He wants you guys to be weak. And I'm glad they actually stuck stuck together. And also, too, I love Barry Allen in this, though, too. A lot more but, than the first one. Because he yeah, was kind of in the first one <laughs> to me. What about you guys, though? I mean, what do you guys think about the fight sequences, Charlie, and everything, too? And also, Tamika, what do you guys think about the fight sequences between Steppenwolf and Round 1, them losing key things that I actually mentioned and everything. What did you guys think about that? Seemed like the battle is still the same from 2017. That one didn't, sh that, that whole act didn't change for me. Like I knew that scene was going to happen anyway. So it's like, I mean, it was just, the, essentially it was just the first one they lost. It's just the middle mm. plot. Um, but I mean, it was the same either way. So I didn't really feel any different about that. Um, um, I like the added Barry Allen scene of him trying out to get the, the job at the like, yeah the pet thing and then and when he's like trying to pull out on his pocket and then he sees uh iris um iris west get in that car accident and him saving her but before he does he has to grab the hot dog wiener which i thought that was kind of funny it didn't seem it that whole sequence didn't seem forced it added more to who barry allen is he's kind of this uh, quirky teen or whatever that's got superpowers 
But and then and then all of a sudden after he sees Iris, he's back in the dog pen. He's like, "Hey man, hey, what's up, guys?" It's like it's like, and then he pulled out the hot dog meter for the dogs. Like, hey, and he's like, "Hey, do I start Monday?" Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, and then they they didn't like for me. It felt that the humor was forced with Barry Allen in the version because it did like you just go right to him with Batman. But they kept that same sequence in there of like you're sitting in my second favorite chair. Um, so they kept that sequence in there because we've had a lot of dark moments prior to that. So it the other moment that the what Jack Snyder did made it they didn't the humor didn't seem forced, which I liked. They kept that some of the, some of the humor in it because um, that's who Barry Allen is. But um, but that, that yeah, like other than that, like the fight scene was with Stefan the first time. Didn't really change it for me because it's still it's still the same. I just yeah. felt like the scenes were a little extended out a little bit for me. That's why I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. I, I liked his armor better. Stephanie's yeah. armor better yeah. in this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. His, it's just, face, yeah. his face yeah. seemed more realistic. Yeah. So I yeah. Initially, it looked a lot better. Yeah. But, but the fight sequence didn't seem extended because it was around the same length from the 2017 version. Um, like, I didn't pick up any differences in that, to be honest. Yeah, the uh, Steppenwolf armor in the 2017 looks like looks like a cosplay that you would actually go out and and say I'm Steppenwolf, like cauliflower <laughs> on top of his head. Right. Exactly. If only if he had a couple of Avengers in there, then he probably would fix the visuals. <laughs> yeah. Well, Charlie, you brought up a good point. I don't I don't know why Josh Wheaton couldn't like he could write and balance out characters for the Avengers, but why couldn't he? Bring that same mindset to Justice League. Well, he kind of he kind of went off the wagon a little bit in Age of Ultron because it seemed like he was telling us like, he couldn't come up with any ideas. So I'm going to tell the same story, but was this different different villain? I mean, I'm not saying Age of Ultron was a bad movie because it gave us some pretty cool moments and and like and it added more stuff to it. But the like you're saying the same the Avengers got to team up to take on this guy Ultron. Mm-hmm. What, and then the, and that's why it just needed a new spark, and that's when the Roosters got in there and they added that spark. Mm-hmm. But Josh, like I said, Josh Whedon he was just gassed out. Like he clearly like didn't want to do this anymore. So I don't know why he wanted to ruin what Zack Snyder is doing. Like, he he's got a lot of problems he's got to deal with. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, even just needs a hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I actually John Schnepp before he passed away, he was on the set of uh, Age of Ultron, and he was get this. Joss Whedon was actually walking around, hobbling around on a cane, and everything, and hmm. yeah, and being grumpy. <laughs> so wow, okay. On the set, so, so there was like Josh a lot of needs- stuff. A vacation. Yeah. Okay. And Spider needs a hook. Got it. <laughs> but another thing that I like to say that I liked was the part where they all have to team up in the second second time where you have Batman, you have Barry Allen, you have, of course, a Wonder Woman in there. And I liked how they were in the underground sewer and how, you know, Barry is like, okay, that's not part of the plan. He's look because you know you wind up seeing Cyborg's father down there being a hostage, and Cyborg is just acting on emotion mm-hmm. rather than thinking. And I can understand that's his father. No matter what what kind of evil that his father's done to him, that's his father. That's his blood. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, he's not thinking rationally. He winds up uh, jeopardizing the the half of yeah. the Justice League because of that. And I liked how Barry said, "Hey, that's not part of the plan," <laughs> and mm-hmm. everything. And then I liked how all of a sudden they start coming up with a plan. He goes, "Now that's a plan," <laughs> but also too. There's also the other part where uh, Aquaman comes in whenever after Steppenwolf catches the uh, missile that Bruce winds up uh, trying to hit him with with his little uh, cat. I forgot what it's called, but that little Red gadget. That he, or yeah, the mm-hmm. crawler. And Steppenwolf goes on ahead and catches it, and he flings it into the wall. And then next thing you know, it um, the water busts out of it, out of the wall, and then out comes Aquaman. And Barry's like, "Who are you?" so it has some good comedic moments with barry i mean i thought it really worked now the only thing i can say that didn't really work for me was the father and son relationship where he's trying to get his uh father out of prison because i've seen it on the flash that was in the i think that was in the 2017 version and he was visiting his father and all that stuff um yeah, but even in the 2017 film, that didn't really work for me. I think it's because I saw it on the Flash TV series. Yeah. Well, I think too it may be the actor who's playing the dad. It, it seemed a bit. It seemed a bit off to me. No, well, he's yeah. just, is it or Doctor Manhattan? Is oh. It, mm-hmm. Um. So he's like. So I don't know. And that. That. Well. Okay. He's gone. Billy Kudrup's gone. So whenever they do the Flash movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I stopped watching the Flash, the Flash TV series because I used to be a fan of it. Yeah. As soon as Iris did the quote, "You're not the Flash, we are the Flash," and I'm like, "I'm done. I'm by. <laughs> I'm bye. That <laughs> was so Flash. bad. I was like, "Done. The show." Sucks. That's when I stopped watching it. I stopped watching it because it kept moving. Like the times kept moving, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I can't keep up in these times." <laughs> That's right. Right. Since, since Arrow was done, like I said, I think I got. Oh, like, I never tired. could get into Arrow. I'm, I did. I love that show. Um, I think after a certain yeah. while, I stopped watching it. But I watched the final sequence. Like I didn't watch the, the whole, um, whatever the latest team up yeah. one they did. But I watched the final sequence, and I thought that was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. like the how they ended it. But it's like other than that, I stopped watching that show a while. But the Flash, when Iris said, "We well, are not the Flash, we are the Flash," I'm like, "No, I'm done." <laughs> right. That was my that's, I'm done moment. And that's, actually, that's okay. not in the comic, right? Like, when, I don't even know. I no. never read the comics. I was just in, like, it, the show was entertaining because they met him up in Arrow, and that's why I was like intrigued mm-hmm. um, on the show. Um, but and then yeah, I haven't watched the C- one of the CW super like that. I heard the new Superman series is supposed to be pretty good. Superman and Lois, right? But oh, I haven't seen right. it. Um, but oh. I just that was my that was my I'm done with the Flash moment. We are the Flash. Okay, okay. lots of yeah. Avenger type things going on. I don't <laughs> know what the heck was going on with that. Uh, anyways, uh, let's see here. We also have a couple of other things that winds up happening. You actually have. Uh, I liked also too with Bruce and also Diane whenever he's trying to tell her what happened between him and Aquaman. He goes, "So did you run into uh, Aquaman?" And he goes, "Yeah." He said he wasn't interested. More and but he, more or less <laughs> because he got slammed into the wall. Yeah. And <laughs> so 
I definitely love that chemistry between him and Wonder Woman. I thought that was really good. Um, then of course, I think for me, like, sorry. Um, I think for me that was the one highlight of the 2017 version because I felt that the chemistry was there in that version too. Um, a little bit because there were more of that. I think there was just more like that. I think I remember that scene about the Aquaman stuff. That, but I think that scene, that whole scene with them at the computer looking up everybody. I think that was extended more. Um, it's been a long time. So I think maybe like at least four plus years. Like like well, three close to four years since I've seen Justice League in theaters anyway, and that was the only time I've ever seen it. So. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just going based off of that, but um. yeah, I I thought that Bruce and well maybe in the first movie too, but Bruce and Alfred, like Alfred, seems more sassy in this yeah. movie because yeah. when he came back from the <laughs> failure of Aquaman, he's like, you know, maybe somebody that lives in a cave his whole life isn't fit to recruit people. And I was like, wow, you're going to let him talk to you like that? And yeah. I'm like, yes, he is. I guess he's like, he's right. I'm not fit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love I love that, though. I love the sass of Alfred. He's a little he's bit like, more tired of, in this movie. <laughs> right. But Alfred's like, I'm just tired of these people coming into my place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he and he like, let Diane make tea. He's like, no, yeah. well, no, oh, doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the this version of the bank robbery sequence when you see Wonder Woman and act the first time you see her because mm-hmm. they made this one more intense. Because again, this is R rated, so I didn't pick up on it. But when Wonder Woman was beating the crap out of the guys, her pushing the guy and hit the yep. back of the wall. He dead. You see blood on the back of the wall, and then you see blood on the. Uh, you see blood splatter, like a puddle of his own blood down on the ground. I'm like, there was that 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 one was like, oh okay. Wow. So that's why I like this version of Wonder Woman. Then I did her own two solo movies. Um, oh. So I liked, like I said, this one is more intense. Like for me, like I liked for some of the solo movies, I liked uh, Black Panther in the Civil War movie because it's the whole team up aspect. Wasn't he much of a fan of him on the solo movie? Mm-hmm. But I think it just—it seems oh, some of these characters do better when they're on the team up portion of it. For mm-hmm. that—that's me, my personal opinion. But yeah. I like Wonder Woman better in Dawn of Justice and this version of Justice League than I did her first two movies. Mm. That's just me. But like I said, I picked up on it. There's a lot of the blood sequences too. Like like that whole sequence was way more intense. Like them dropping the f-bomb like there's oh, that yeah. and like so it made they made the sequence more intense to josh ween this felt campy it, mm-hmm. it just like i said i mean that whole movie just felt campy um yeah. but in and in this is funny seeing the uh the creatures when they get killed you see blood splatters mm-hmm. like that yeah and it was funny seeing the blood splatter of uh when they cut Stefan Wolf's head off, I thought that was kind of funny. But it was like the very delayed response of the blood splatter. But yeah, it seemed to have like a a little bit of a three D aspect when it kind of splatted on the screen. Um, this is what Luke said. I wonder if there was a different version of that scene where one of the hostages dies, and that changes Wonder Woman's perspective of some things. I didn't see it in this mm. version. I don't think anybody no. died. In this, in this, and from that scene, could be, um, but it, it just seemed like the whole tone of this movie is what 
we were expecting, you know, it's kind of ironic. People were like complaining about after Dawn of Justice. Oh man, this is this is too dark. The DC universe is too dark. Hence why Deadpool made the joke. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe or whatever? Um, and then then we get the Josh Whedon version, which is too campy. Then there was so much hate on this one, and now we're back to the darkness, and everybody's liking it, which I find this I find this is funny. Yeah, right. my, my friend Tamara said something that was pretty pretty um good she said she said dc films are dark anyway i guess some are um and marvel is kind of like a lighter tone so i'm wondering too if josh he's used to marvel like you said he's bringing some of that campiness into dc mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm wondering what direction dc is gonna go from this like are they gonna go down like the darker path like we are the darker path and Marvel is kind of like the more lighter path. I'm not sure. No, I'm um, thinking, here's the thing. I know that Zach right now is not attached to direct any more DC movies. Uh, but my speculation has always been this. If this movie is a success, which it is a success based off of people liking it, loving it. There's, my, there's still some Zack Snyder haters and everything else. You're going to get that. Yeah. But... You know, I feel like if there's enough buzz, if there's enough talk, I wouldn't be surprised if the studios don't try and get him back. Yeah, because he well, understands well, the darkness is darkness and the tones of it. Yeah. But I could see them definitely aiming more towards the darkness, but also to have some lightness with the characters that they have, like the Flash is lightheartedness. You have yeah. Kazam, who's actually lightheartedness, and. You know, I think that's something else, though, too. Yeah. Um, Luke mentioned a couple of things real quick, and then yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring up some of my points, though, in a minute. Yeah. Um, he said that no one did, but just curious uh, if they did take it, take where she didn't reflect all the bullets. That would have, yeah. yeah, I think that would have amplified the movie more. True. Um, but then again, this is like Zack Snyder had his freedom for this, too. But then again, the studio also had their hands in this too, a little bit telling them what to put in, what not to put in. Um, and I agree right. with you on that one. I mean, just with the openings, like the, what we got, like the darker edge or part, that all happened when Thanos arrived. Right. And, and when they call, like, all your favorite her to, heroes just disappeared or flipped. That's true. That was like, so that was a dark moment, like, like where everybody was like stunned in the theater when I remember when I saw Infinity Wars. Oh, yeah. After after Spider-Man like blipped away in that sequence there, we were like, what just happened? Mm -hmm. um, so that was dark. And then, and then we just had main characters die in that end game. Yet Tony Stark dead. Sorry if I'm spoiling it, but it's been two years. So if you yeah. haven't seen right. the end yeah. game, you should have picked like, I mean, then again, if you saw it, like anyway, and then Spider-Man dealt with a darker tone too, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like after the ending too, about not only revealing his identity, but also revealing that, uh, yeah, and then like uh, what, what, like that, and with J.J. Jameson, and now we're going to be getting um, potentially Daredevil being in this. So, again, I could see them definitely. And then WandaVision, they had some, a lot of dark moments. Yep. Like that yeah, yeah, that's what um, Luke said. He goes, yeah, keep in yeah. mind, with WandaVision and Doctor Strange, Marvel's moving into a bit darker edge yeah, uh, path. And Falcon, they all look, at, look at the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was intense. Like, like a lot of intense stuff we're doing. We're dealing with the aftermath of the blip and we're dealing with the aftermath, everybody coming back and not knowing what to do. So it's definitely going that edgier tone. I mean, hence Deadpool three being rated R. I mean, we're getting edgier and darker with that, but that's more of the 
lighthearted darky dark uh, darkness than what we got with this one. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. like I think it's this like I mean, if they bring Zack Snyder back, we don't know. Um, but yeah, right. I mean, they're going dark, but it's just funny how the the, the flip flop has happened. Uh-huh. How people hate uh, criticized Daughter Justice for being too dark. I thought the darkness. Um, oh, somebody said no spoilers. <laughs> That's Luke. He's just messing. Uh, because yeah. we were talking about uh, Winter so- Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh. Said, no spoilers. Oh. No. I didn't. <laughs> no. I didn't spo- yep, I didn't spoil anything on that one. Oh, nope. yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, but, but uh, we do have no. a spoiler review for those of you who are wondering about that. We do have a spoiler review for those who um, are wondering. Right, but. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to bring up was I feel like the action sequence for Wonder Woman inside the bank was a lot better than the hostage situation that we had in Wonder Woman 1984. I felt like I was watching Wonder Woman on ice and everything, where she just well, glided. It, it right. was 1984, though. So they... they the, right. The, right. Yeah, the way they brought it yeah. out made it more campy. Anyway. Yeah. And again, this is the, the time period where the first two Wonder Womans are, are way before Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. Way before. So yeah. I don't know. Then again, then again, I don't like I said the action sequences just didn't do it for me, like like in the first Wonder Woman personally. Like I think and then, then they're they're rushing right away to do Wonder Woman three, what I think they need to hold off. Yeah. Maybe make it R rated. If they really want to like, go the edge of your tone and have it maybe continue off of what just happened here. Because Wonder Woman in an R-rated movie is a little bit more intense and a little bit more and um, a little bit more enjoyable than her first two movies. I just like I said, the yeah. second one I liked it a little bit better, but there was some serious flaws. Length again was way too long, but still, like I think Patty Jenkins needs to like meet up with how to do action in a superhero movie. Meet with Zack Snyder; he knows how to do some action sequences <laughs> in a DC movie. I mean, that's how you want to if you want to fix the movie. Get more action sequences, not have two and a half hours of of that. It's, it felt like it's just like watching a Godzilla versus King of Monsters. Thirty minutes of action, the rest are just talking. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's, it's that commercialization oh. too. Right. Like there, there's a balance with Man. like doing a blockbuster film and then commercialization, and they want to sell toys versus making it rated R. I, yeah. I like I, I like the tone of DC in this movie. I thought it always was dark, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. from Michael Keaton's Batman, I'm like, okay, that's a bit dark. But, you know, I just thought that this is DC. This is DC's yeah. path. I don't know. Like, I mean, Chris Nolan changed the game for these movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he changed the game. And then after the Dark Knight, then Zack Snyder came in and was like, "Hey, I got a DC movie I want to do, and that's Watchmen." And Watchmen was that one's dark. Dark, yes. And so if you if you haven't seen the Watchmen and you figured like everybody's complaining about, oh, the DC universe is too dark, maybe you maybe they haven't watched Watchmen before going into what he what uh, like Man of Steel that has some dark moments. In oh it. yeah, right. it was entertaining. Yeah. still some dark moments. And then, like, and then, can you expect it uh, to be a little bit more hard? Batman or Superman? No, is bat like Lex Luger? Lex Luthor killed. He killed more people than Batman and Superman combined in that movie. Just with that whole sequence alone in the uh, in like in in the Congress setting, 
he killed, I think, at least over 150 people. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. I think it's getting off that tone of, like, Avengers and how we're all used to those type of movies. And then mm -hmm. it's like a, a shock to the yeah. system when you get into Snyder Cut. You're like, whoa, yeah. what is yeah. this? This is dark. I mean, <laughs> if you want a lighthearted MCU movie, Thor Ragnarok is where you want to go. You got to have, have the guy that's got a court, like a really weird, like, come, like, um, quirky sense of humor, and that's um, Taiki Waititi. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, like I said, he made he made Ragnarok all about death and destruction. He made that he made that in, in funny, and he made and he made Captain he made Chris Hemsworth enjoy being Thor. He practically yeah. saved the Thor franchise. So, if you want to be playhard, you can do them. But if you want to be more serious, get the Russo brothers. So, like that's what yeah. Marvel has going for them. They got those interchangeable directors. They can do. One of the any and James Gunn, you guys still got James Gunn doing these movies too. So it's right. just is that all DC's got so far was Christopher Nolan, Zack Snyder, and James Wan for the uh Aquaman movie, right? I Which mean, I Patty, Jenkins, Patty Jenkins is in there, so there's not really much like like interchangeable oh. things, but um, like like the Marvel does. But like I said, I mean, if, if Zack Snyder keeps doing these, then we know where we're gonna get. Right. Uh, this, this is what Luke said, too. He said, think of what really started Marvel films and set the path was Blade. Not only did Blade set the uh, set that up or anything like that, as far as R-rated comic book movies goes, Blade was actually a superhero movie without people knowing that was a superhero movie. No one had a clue that Blade was a Marvel superhero. Not only that, but at that time, nobody wanted to take a chance on any more superhero movies anymore. Blade set the standard for superhero movies. If it wasn't for Blade, we would not have movies like Batman vs. Superman. We not, wouldn't have to have the MCU right now or anything like that because of the fact that with the whole entire bombshell that we got with Batman and Robin, and everything, nobody wanted to take a chance on superhero movies right after that. And that's why Blade is the uh, is the one who saved the comic book world as we know it as far as the movies goes. Yeah. Blade is hands down one of the best R-rated oh, yeah. comic book movies Definitely. that I really can enjoy. Yep. 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 And then, too, like, even saying the word, like, this is a superhero film was like a curse. Like you couldn't get it made. Yeah. So it blade it had to kind of go under the radar. And only the true fans know this is a superhero movie. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's half human, half vampire. That's kind of got powers to it too. I mean, it's oh, like yeah. I mean, like I really I'm really I'm hoping the MCU doesn't mess up Blade. But I got I got a gut feeling that they might to be honest. Right. So let's go on ahead and talk about some of the other stuff, though, too, because I want to get into the whole thing about the resurrection of Superman, <laughs> you know, because I really love that whole entire thing where they're resurrecting Cam. On top of that, Victor is also the one who's actually resurrecting him, which I think I find fascinating because of the fact that Frankenstein is that, the name of the uh, doctor is Victor Frankenstein. So you actually have Victor holding the mother box to resurrect Superman, which is kind of like in context of Frankenstein monster with Victor yeah. resurrecting Frankenstein. So I definitely love that analogy and everything. At least that's what I picked up from it. 
But still, I had goosebumps just him um, get, coming back again and them trying to do it again. Also, too, there's two scenes that I've really felt like I thought that was going to start the flashpoint for Barry. Uh, Number one, him running really fast for the yep. mother box. I thought he was going to get sucked into that. Him, again, trying to get uh, Cyborg to pull the mother boxes apart. I thought that he was going to be zapped away into another universe, and that's going to set up uh, Flashpoint for that point. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because he was running so fast, and this, faster than the speed of light, that I thought that he was actually going to get sucked in to another world, another universe, and everything. That's what I thought was going to happen with Barry whenever I saw that. For them not to do that and everything, I'm happy they didn't do that, but I thought it would actually have been pretty cool that, you know, he's actually in the Flashpoint universe now, and therefore another director can actually take that plot, which is uh, the director from It, Andy, uh, Andy Muschietti, uh, he's going to be directing the Flashpoint movie. So I was thinking, okay, maybe he can actually pick up where he left off at, where Zack Snyder left off at with him in that Flashpoint universe. But still, I thought those were a couple of key scary elements for me. I was like on the edge of my seat. What's going to happen to Barry? Twice that happened to me in that, in this movie. Yeah, and also Barry, they added the part in where Barry explained, like, if I if I go really fast, I don't normally do this, but I, it's against the rule of minds I have. Like, they put that little part in, too, to explain, like, if he goes so fast, he could... I, I don't know, break the time continual, something like that. I'm paraphrasing a bunch of stuff. But I, I like that they put in that part to, to explain what's going to happen. And also, when they came into Superman's ship, um, Barry said, it senses he's here. Because they were like had the coffin come in, and then everything just start kind of opening up and coming to life. And like I said, it senses he's here. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then Victor's premonition, too, because every time the mother box would count down, it said, you don't want to do this. <laughs> and it just give it warnings. And Victor saw what could happen ahead. And I thought that Victor said no. But he did. Yeah, yeah, he, did. Yeah, he said no. Yeah. And then Flash said go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I thought that's what I heard. But I, I like the consequences behind that, though, showing the consequences on what could happen. Uh -huh. Yeah. Thing, because that's something that I always loved was cause and effect. Which is what was left out of the first Justice League, which is good that they showed that. So. Yeah. Um, I liked how they expanded, like, how they got to the ship. Uh -huh. of, like, because, like, like, in the 27th, like, Josh Whedon's crap, he, they just went right into the ship. Yeah, you can see how they got into the ship, and then there was a little bit more expansion on that, and then they expanded the whole, like a little bit that that whole like, well, the fight sequence too with mm -hmm. the Superman. I liked how they still kept in the part where Barry's running fast, and you see Superman look at him. I liked that part in the Josh Whedon one. I thought that was funny of Batman and like Superman like turn around like, oh crap, Barry's yeah. in trouble. And apparently on that tombstone, it's really brief. I read this as an Easter egg. On, one of the names on the like on that grave of like in memoriam of whoever, mm -hmm. I think one of the names was Ben Parker. Um, um, wow! I, I didn't pick. I, I was like, it happened too quick, but somebody picked up yeah. on it, 
And I believe that whole sequence of Barry, like I said, I think I like they kind of changed the ending battle sequence up a little bit. And the fact that they lost mm-hmm. because Barry got shot. Mm-hmm. I don't think Barry got shot in Mm-mm. Josh Whedon's no. one. This is no. all new stuff, which was, I thought was cool. And Barry doing the running portion of it to save them. I thought that was pretty cool too. Right. Um, I didn't think Flashpoint was going to happen there. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I don't think the studio wanted them to focus on that to get people excited for another one because they don't even that didn't even start filming yet. I don't think. No. Like, no, yeah. they didn't. They, didn't, they, they, they were, they don't they were talking people. about it, but there was nothing, no movement going on at that time. No. So yeah. and then like because they they so I think they don't want to jump the gun a little bit on that because that's where Ben Affleck's supposed to hopefully return as Batman. I think in the Flash movie. And they think they think, and I think there's talk that uh, Ben Affleck's going to be like the Tony Stark to Barry Allen in a sense. I don't know. Um, I, I, I liked how they extended that whole the battle sequence a little bit. Like, what? Oh no, we lost. Hence, Barry had to run fast to save him. Right. Which I thought was pretty cool. Um, well, going back to what you were talking about with. Um, Barry trying to run past Superman, you know, he resurrected yeah. and they're all trying to fight him. I yeah. was thinking to myself, but isn't Superman faster than Barry? It was like that old, yeah. who is faster? You know, yeah. Barry was run. usually Barry can run past people, but yeah. with Superman when he held up, I think it was Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and yeah. Barry was going past him, you could see Superman kind of like turning like I, I know yeah. what you're doing. Like I can get yeah. into time fans yeah. too. So it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then they tried doing that sequence at the end of the 2017 version. That was the race between Superman and Barry, like at the end. And as one of the very few post-credit sequences, and it's just like why? Um, I like the black suit Superman. I thought that was pretty yeah. much oh, than yeah. the one. Um, I think the blue one was too bright, and it was like very like corny looking from the 2017 one, but I like the black suit. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. And then, yeah. um, but I liked how they, the, that whole battle sequence was so much better with the better picture mm-hmm. quality. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the redness. We could definitely tell what was going on. It made, it made the, the sequence of, uh, of Aquaman being a badass because that's what the tra- they wanted the trailers from the, from the 2017 one. Aquaman was a badass and everybody's mm-hmm. like, Wait, holy crap. Aquaman is good. Like, th- like it was like befuddling to, s- to see that, but seeing Aquaman like in better picture, uh-huh. throw the like uh, that, and then him surf the guy down for the buildings. That made that sequence is so much better. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Need to hop off. Enjoy hanging. Hope to be able to join the n- next time. Having a, have a good night. You too, Luke. I, I, I do appreciate you. I do appreciate you uh, commenting and showing us some love and everything towards us. That's that's really cool of you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, can I go go back <laughs> a few scenes to? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know when Superman died and it was like this giant echo and the mother box cracked. Um, and then all the Amazonians in that cave or whatever that was, I thought that was a pretty cool sequence mm-hmm. too, where uh, they were fighting Steppenwolf and they all sacrificed themselves. Yeah. So I and all the, like like is that how many women it took just to 
held back. Uh, it felt like it looked like reminded me of very, like very World War Z like zombies that they kept. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, Stefan was a lucky guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh man, that was crazy. And then but, Diana going into like the whatever that was with the yeah. eternal flame, and it showed like the sequence on the wall. Like, okay, so the Amazonians fought, and then there's a mother box, and then you get to see Dark Side. I thought that was pretty good to include that so we all know what to expect, right? Yeah. It set the tone, that's for sure. It yeah, set the tone for that. Added more, like more information to the movie. It gave you more mm -hmm. details. Right. Filled in any empty gaps, and like, and like, it got more Wonder Woman to explore and stuff. So that was like, that was in cool. Yeah, totally. But you know what, though, I like the fact that Diana was actually ex uh, explaining the story because I felt like she was back okay. to explaining things like she did in the very first one. You know, because we yeah. remember the very first film that we got, and she was explaining his backstory and things like that. And I'm happy that they did that with this one because it shows the connectivity with all the other heroes and how they are actually going to be facing off against everything. But also, too, we, Tamika, you were mentioning about sacrificing and everything, too. Don't forget, we actually had Cyborg's father, uh, Victor's father, oh, yeah. sacrificing himself. And you see, I thought that he was trying to destroy the box Me too. and everything, but it was to mark it. And I thought that was very clever of him to try and do it that way. He's like, okay, I know for a fact, basically he's saying, okay, I know Steppenwolf is going to beat me to destroying the box. I know that. So I need to do something to help, the other, uh, help my son's team out. So I need to go on ahead and track it, make uh, put some type of tracking device on it. So I thought that was very, very clever for him to sacrifice his own self and also redeemed himself. Yeah, totally. Everything too. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that was really well put together with that. Also too, you know, it did hit me in the feels that Victor's dad died because he actually did redeem himself. Yeah, I thought he was a douchebag and stuff like that. But once they redeemed him and everything, I thought that was actually pretty cool how they redeemed him. And then... Also, too, like Charlie mentioned, I also liked how they were bringing the casket into, um, into Star the ship, Lab. into Star Labs, and all of a sudden the ship is actually recognizing the fact that Clark was around them, and because they were pulling up the suits and everything, I definitely well, loved that. that. I that yeah, I just yeah. the transition to go into Star Labs. Yeah. Yeah. Into um, like the, it's instead of going right from where they're at to the ship, because mm -hmm. I mean I don't even think that them digging up his body. I don't even remember if that was in the 2017 version or not. I don't. Yeah, it could uh, have been. I don't think yeah, it. They, it showed them digging the body. Yeah, but they didn't go into the far details of mm -hmm. actually putting him inside the hearse and them riding yeah. out. The to I Star think Labs. the only thing they showed was Aquaman carrying his body, and then yeah. you think, okay, how did that yeah. happen? <laughs> yeah. And I, or like, or when Barry's trying on the hats, what about this one? Oh, yeah. yeah. What about this one? Mm -hmm. All right. Put the other one back on. I like that they got rid of the forced comedy, like with Aquaman sitting on the lasso. I thought that was pretty forced in the 2017 yeah. version. I thought like, that was pretty Aquaman cool. sitting on the lasso and he's like, he's revealing, like, like he's revealing stuff. And then Aquaman got up <laughs> and like, oh, um, like I said, I like Aquaman better in the in the in his in his own movie than the 2017 version. Um, but I like I like him a lot in this one, and it really sets up 
the Aquaman movie better with this version. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be really good. Yeah, and yeah. I hope Snyder comes back too, because I'm I'm eager to see like a part two or whatever of the Justice League. Yeah. So um, I really hope he comes back. But like so, I said, um, since I like I remember like I guess after hating Justice League and then Aquaman came out with James Wan and visually that was cool looking and that was a not many people like that movie. I enjoyed Aquaman for what it was it was entertaining and I'm excited because they're going to be doing a sequel to that because that one was a huge hit. Um, so I'm excited to see where that continues because essentially Justice League is the stepping off point for the Aquaman movie because after. Justice League. That's when, because uh, like Mira shows back up, mm -hmm. and then and then Aquaman's back. I said, like, I need to go visit my pop. Hence, like, and then and then, and it shows you like him going back to the the town where the movie took place, which I thought it was pretty cool, like clever leeway into the Aquaman movie, which we already just got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. like singing in Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> that was but a bit strange. <laughs> Now, let's go ahead and get into the ending part, though, too, where we actually have um, the scene where they're actually trying to pull the mother boxes away apart and everything and things like that. And I thought that whole entire action sequences was really good mm -hmm. to the point where I felt like I was on the edge of my seat. I felt like I was going to be losing my shit because of the fact that I didn't know how this was going to end well for the uh, Justice League and everything. I thought they were all going to die. Like Charlie mm -hmm. said, that was that whole entire emotional attachment to uh, the Flash getting shot and things like that. I thought that was really good as far as that goes. I, I like the tension it built, like you said, with the audience. And then it goes in another direction. Like I expected, and I guess this is how movies have prepped us. I expected Barry to come through. And like, boom, we say today, yay, all right, go up. But that didn't happen. When you, like you said, Charlie, when he got shot, I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Because that, yeah, because it happened. I was like, what's this? Yeah, the ending happened too fast, and the just and the Josh Whedon one where Superman just beat the crap out of Steppenwolf, and that was it. And they, they didn't like the box, like they stopped the boxes, and it was like, yay. Um, I just had a, I, I knew, I think at the end, I knew that they were gonna win the fight anyway. <laughs> Because yeah. I, think, I mean, the them posing together is the poster. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I knew they were going to do I just didn't know what was going to happen after that for the ep, like epilogue. And then I still continued on like the 2017 version where they got uh, Batman bought the house, bought the bank. So they, yeah. kept, they kept the farm. The Flash was running on um, him telling him his daddy got the job. That was the same. Um, the only thing different was the Aquaman like meeting up with. Um, Mira and um, and the William Dafoe character that they added a little bit more to that because I don't remember that from the 2017 version. Mm -hmm. but everything else is pretty much setting up, and then then the whole sequence of oh yeah, because um, I, I had to leave the bathroom, so I missed the post credit scene with uh, um, um, Slade Slade Wilson showing up, yeah. uh, Deathstroke, and I missed that portion on the yacht, but I knew that scene happened, so they kept that in, but it wasn't a post credit scene. That is rolled off and then it goes into the new footage and that's the nightmare uh batman versus yeah, uh, dream yeah yeah and uh, i love that i love that scene to be honest with you with the joker and yeah. everything because 
I'm going to show you a truce. <laughs> Give yeah. me the car Joker card. Then, but I know that you want to add something to that, though, Tamika. Oh, I, I just wanted to go back to where, you know, Barry changed the time continual and reverse time. And then you see all the parts of Superman and everyone else kind of coming back together. And he, you know, so I, I, like he said, he did it twice. So I already know in my mind that there's going to be consequences to this, that he keeps changing time. Uh, but yeah, when they all defeated Steppenwolf together and then Diana did her final blow and she chopped his head off and then sent it right back to Darkseid. I like that part where you get to see Darkseid's perspective, like staring them down, they stare him down, you know. So, yeah, and then Darkseid said, well, we're just going to have to go back to the ancient ways now. So, yeah, I love that, though. I love because it sends a message to Darkseid saying, if you do mess with us, this is what's going to happen to you. We're well, forced I'm to be curious, too, since they're they're setting everything up for another right. sequel i'm curious to now to see what method of the old ways is he going to use and how they're going to defeat him i mean he, 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 the original setup the original zack snyder plan was five movies for okay. that um but he dropped out and then like because he had the uh this the uh, I think the the, the apparent uh, death in the family he had to deal with, and then mm -hmm. the studio didn't really seem keen. But then again, the studio doesn't even know what they want right now. They're they're so far behind what the MCU is. It's like they're just. Um, I think it was just the I think what Zack Snyder was able to do with this movie is essentially with how Deadpool got made. The fan yeah. go nearly going door to door docking on WB Exist. You need to make this movie. Like yeah. that's essentially how this one got thing. And and again, we're only two days in, and I think the amount of the review, like positive feedback, it's getting the people talking about it. So let's give it a couple more weeks to see if this if it's still being talked about, because that that might be the the big decision if the if the studio decides to continue on with this or not. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of stuff that they planted in this one, but I don't think there's going to be a lot. They plant the seeds, but they don't think they're going to execute on him. Like the whole Batman being. Uh, Lois Lane's like father, like being like being the uh, baby daddy or whatever to Lois Lane's baby. I don't think that's gonna happen because um, mm. they would have had that element in this movie in some capacity. You just saw the the pregnancy test in her and Lois Lane's drawer. I think that was yeah. just intentionally for Clark, though. I think that yeah. was just yeah. I think it definitely Clark. works Clark. because yeah, because there's no sequences in it where you could have picked up where Batman was. Yeah, there. because the fact that yeah, so I don't I think, 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 and it was three months. Character. Yeah, right. Wasn't it three months after Superman died? Is that yeah? A I don't think that would. Yeah, that would I don't think that was going to happen. Um, but and then this this the dialogue between Joker and Batman was funny. Like him referencing that he killed Robin, and then and then and then Batman's like, yeah, well, I had a Harley Quinn lane and. Wait, like I'm like I had her like like watching her right right before she died, and pretty much she told me um she wanted me to like to like to kill you slowly, and he goes and I will f and kill you. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for so, some reason, I must be getting old because I had to put that on close caption 
<laughs> that was the only time I had to quit. I, I watch captions for I that. Like, like, I don't know what he's telling Joker. I was like, this yeah. is important. I got to put this on close. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I watch the movie. Yes. Hey, I, I have captions on. I watch the stuff too because I want to pick oh, up on everything. Okay, so. Yeah, because it's I mean, so important and, and they're yeah. so close and then they yeah. like this. And I'm like, they're saying something. Yeah, like Tenet, you need captions to understand. Oh, man. Yeah, right. Tenet is an inception. You really need right. captions when it's yeah. Speaking of Tenet, for any HBO Max fans, May 1st, Tenet's going to be on HBO Max. Oh, okay. I found that out today. I was like on Twitter. I was like, oh, cool. I okay. own it. But, um, for anybody that hasn't seen it, it's on. It's May 1st. Um, it's a great yeah. movie. John? I, I'm going to be watching it. Okay. We can do a review, I promise. Hey, I'll but anyways, yeah, I, I can pick up on the stuff. I've seen the oh, movie thank before. You. So. Thank you, Charlie. You can fill in stuff because I'm okay. still confused. It's a great movie. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I thought that sequence was cool. Um, it was very, like, not what I expected. And I figured the movie to end after that sequence, right when Superman shows up, him oh, pissed. Man. I figured it was going to end there because he sends Cliffhanger. And everybody's like, okay, so I had an inclination what was going to happen. And then, and then it didn't end there. To end, you know, Batman, Bruce wakes up and he's talking to Martian Manhunter, and that's how it ends. I'm like, okay, I wouldn't call that necessarily cliffhanger, but I thought that was it was a nice, pleasant surprise because I figured it was going to end on a way more like darker. Dark. Mm -hmm. Well, so like I was saying, there's, there's more cohesion in this one because mm -hmm. you see uh, Barry in that armored suit, and then you go, oh, that's where that came from. You know, when he went to Superman, he's like, is it now, you know, the yeah. flashback sequence or whatever he did? So you can understand, okay, that's what's going on. And then the nightmare scene, you're like, okay, that's what's going on. Because it, mm -hmm. it was just kind of planted. Yeah. came out of nowhere. And I was like, why is he fighting all these, like, pe these things in the air? I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. But yes, I... It, yeah, like I said, and whatever Joshua Wheaton did or whatever the edits were, they only gave us the aftermath, but they didn't give us like the beginning, middle, and end. Uh, jo yeah, Josh didn't even do the nightmare stuff. Whatever we just saw, like in the the, the last couple, the epilogue. Yeah, Josh didn't do any of that. He didn't, no. do, any of the he didn't do any of the meeting up with Martian Manhunter. Or the Martian Manhunter appearance because if Josh Wayne did, he cameo the heck out of it because that's oh. like you know, I meant. But not nothing we saw from the Ma um, Martian Manhunter sequence showing up at Bruce's house or the nightmare sequence. None of that was in the 2017 version. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, all, all, new, all new stuff. Well, all of that just made me want to rewatch the Justice League animated series. Because I, I need all the Justice League <laughs> stories that I can get now because I'm very hungry for it. So that's why I'm I'm hoping that the studio will say, okay, let's do this again. Because now I want more. <laughs> I want Green Lantern. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, Larry. Um, again, I didn't, there was elements I liked of the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern version. There was elements I liked. No. I like Reynolds. That's why I saw it because I'm a huge uh -huh. Reynolds fan. Uh -huh. I like Taiki, like YT as his best friend because I, I didn't pick up on it at first. I like, there's elements of it I enjoyed. Maybe, like I said, I own it. But, and then again, like I said, there's parts I liked about it. 
Okay. But then again, the movie could have been way better. But again, I'm I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan, so I was gonna watch that movie regardless. And it looked cool. I have a I had a Green Lantern, I had a Green Lantern shirt, so I was hyped for the movie. When I came out of it, I was like, okay. I mean, I mean, he met his wife from that movie, but that's what a lot of people do. But I mean, his wife <laughs> is the only one that can deal put up with his BS. She can give it right back at him. So I mean, it's just. Because, I mean, she's still shocked about how um, she never got to meet Brad Pitt and, and Ryan Reynolds did. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ray Lantern was good until Ryan Reynolds killed him off. <laughs> Larry! <laughs> I think he's making a reference to Deadpool 2. Yep. The scene when Ryan Reynolds went back in time to yeah. uh, pick out, like, it's like, ah. Uh, yeah, and he's like, you're welcome, Canada. Like, I thought that sequence was hysterical. And then him saying, like, like I said, that, that he Ryan Reynolds was the only guy that could refix what some of the mistakes that he did. But yeah. then again, it wasn't his fault. I think it was the studio's fault. Definitely, yeah. And like I said, they got too much into that commercialization, and they're like, "Oh, blockbuster film. Oh, we gotta make a commercial. Oh, we gotta sell some <laughs> toys. Oh, we gotta do this, or that. You know, but, you just forget uh, to write a great script. When all you're thinking about is the money. Exactly. That's all they care about. But anyways, I think that was everything I wanted to cover within the Justice League, uh, Snyder Cut and everything. What about you guys? No, I mean, if I had to rate it, I had to give it a four. If I was out of five, like a four out of five, I either either an eight, like whatever translates to an eight out of ten. I mean, it's a, it was a solid improvement, like a very solid improvement uh-huh. over what we got in 2017, like double what 2017 did. But this one was like, it's a solid eight. Would I go higher than that? Probably not. I think I ha- I think I enjoyed Donna Justice a little bit more than I did this one. This one was way better, way better than what we got, and that that's what I wanted. I didn't want it to be had my expectations here. I didn't want it to go below here. Mm-hmm. So like I was going in thinking, okay, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I'm not. I wasn't excited as John was. He, 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 his hype level is super huge for this. Mine was, mine was huge. Like, I mean, not not. Well, mine was a decent size. Like, yeah, I was looking forward to it because I think that anything could have been better than what that is, and I was worried that there, it wasn't going to be as good. But I mean, it was a lot better than that. So, I mean, it's a solid eight. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. Of <laughs> Is it gonna be the number one of the year? Probably not. It's probably gonna be maybe in my top ten. But we'll see. There's still many more movies to come out in 20, 2021. So yeah, I I think this film and like Aquaman and maybe Wonder Woman kind of is putting them almost in a competitive league with Marvel. Like that. I think Suicide Squad's gonna get them in there too. The new one, yes, I, not, I, not what I saw hype for that one is a lot higher than what it was for Justice League. I'm so hyped for yes, this. I'm, I'm not, glad that they're fixing their mistakes. I don't want to see whatever that just whatever that Suicide Squad I saw before. I don't want to see. Hey, they gave us like they gave us two positives. They gave us a good Harley Quinn. She, yeah. Margaret Ruby is fantastic. She was a highlight, and they gave us a good. And they, Will Smith was awesome as Deadshot. So Deadshot can come back in this Suicide Squad movies. They just didn't write his character off, which was good. So there were the two highlights of the original Suicide Squad. Other than that, it was just the more you watch, you just hate it. Um, but yeah. this new one, this new one, I got some really hype for it because they're already building off of 
this one. They're already getting a spinoff with Peacemaker, which is the John Cena character. He's already got a spinoff coming out next year on HBO Max, and he's already—I cool. think he's done filming it. So, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, I—I I just like if they do re, like another Justice League. I hope that it's in theaters, but if Snyder's doing it, I don't know if it's another four hours. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I can't um, four hours. I just look at it. I just look at it I just look at it as watching a TV show. I mean, I binge watch uh, Stranger Things. I binge watch uh, Cobra Kai and stuff like that. That's about six out six hours or so more episodes and stuff like that. So it's basically watching an episode. Yeah, that's my only complaint. I just wish that I could see this in the movies, but a little mm -hmm. bit shorter. <laughs> I loved it though. I loved it. It was great. Um, I have to say it was fantastic. So Frenchie won't come after me. But it was <laughs> the most fantastic thing I ever seen in my life. That's for Frenchie. Jeez. But I can't go that far for this one. <laughs> for me, I don't want an angry Frenchman after me. So <laughs> For me, this is a 4.9 out of 5. I loved it. Um, yeah. I love this movie. It's gonna. I'm going to end up buying it on Blu-ray. Me too. I mean, I'll buy it May or June. I think it's one of those two days. Either months. May or June It's supposed yeah. to be released. And I don't know if the aspect ratio of it is going to be the same when you buy it. I'm not sure about that. That could potentially be... The same aspect, which I didn't mind it when you watch when you're watching the movie. I didn't mind it because I think it shows you more in the aspect of the screen. Because if it's widescreen, mm -hmm. your the cropping of it is you parts of it are cut off. Mm -hmm. This one is a bigger like it's like it's you see the black screens on the left and right side, but once you watch the movie, you don't mind it. it you don't it doesn't take your attention away from what's going on. It shows you more on the screen. I think that's what it's meant for the IMAX theaters. Which would have been great in theaters, but yeah. I don't think it could have said for four hours. No, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I think it's like I mean, I'll probably I'll get it. Um, I mean, I didn't, I don't even know the 2017 version because why? Um, <laughs> but no, Same. like I, said, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, is, is it four out like almost a five for me? No, I'm sorry, it's just it just isn't up there for me. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It was a solid eight. I'll watch it again. Mm -hmm. But I think there's going to be a lot more other stuff out there that might get me that five, get, well, 10 out of 10 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, well, they could do an intermission. If they if he's going this route, they could just say, okay, intermission. And then you can go out and, like, ring the bell, come back. But yeah. I don't know if theaters do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not anymore, unfortunately. I don't remember if Peter Jackson's got uh, King Kong did that. I think there might like I don't remember if there was an intermission. I'm not hundred percent sure because I saw that in the theaters. That was I a long one. Um, yeah, that Lord of the Rings, the last one should have been an intermission because that was oh, what the, the Return of the King. Yeah, I remember. that was long. That yeah, mm -hmm. um, that one's supposed to be a new 4K version. It's supposed to be out in the summer. Like a new 4K set with all the movies, all of it together. I'm like, I, I've been like, because I knew about it was coming, so I'm like, I'll get it. <laughs> all right, that's a lot. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Let's see. Larry said, "Yeah, we had one film with intermissions at my job." Oh, which film was that? 
What which one was that one, man? I didn't even know there was animation still going on. I thought yeah. animations were done. To be honest with you, well, I, I know Gone with the Wind they had intermission, but yeah. I don't know what and also, I mean, anytime I, worked, I think when I worked at the theater, I don't think we. Had, I, I when I worked at the movie theater, I don't think I had a movie that had an intermission in it. Yeah. Um, then again, we only had we only had like four or five screens, so we were very limited at what we could show and not show. Yeah. All right. So I think that's going to do it for tonight for our review for the Snyder's Cut. I do appreciate Charlie and Tamika coming on tonight and everything. Thank you so much for doing that. I enjoy d doing this with you guys every single night and everything. And whenever you can, Tamika, I enjoy doing that with you as well. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, and, uh, you know, we're, yeah. we're definitely going to be doing this again. Uh, another thing, too, guys, is if you guys want to, you guys don't have to, but if you choose to do so, go on ahead and head over to our GoFundMe page. How do you do that? You just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. Go on ahead and give us some love over there. Show us some love. That's just to keep the lights on here on at, over here at Movie Lovers Unite. Another thing, too, guys, is if you want to go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff, just go on ahead and search for Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite underneath the same brand you can also get this episode and many more of our episodes on the audio only podcast where we get your podcast from we're actually on iHeartRadio now so go ahead and check us out on iHeartRadio. another thing too is i'm going to be selling merch pretty soon so i'm going to be taking orders pretty soon we don't have a site up yet or anything like that but if you want or if you're interested in merch you know i'm going to let you know when i'm going to be releasing that another thing too is if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, just go to Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter, or you can go on ahead and just follow me at John DiGorio8 on Twitter. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and follow me on Stereo. And those are all the places that you can actually reach me at. I cannot wait to do this again, guys. This has been real. This has been fun. Can't wait to do it again. Always and until next time. Bye-bye. And... Yeah.